0: early 2024, and you'll definitely want to be there. You are listening to episode 61 of the Create What You Crave podcast, and this is where I get real on what self-care is, what it isn't, and why self-help books just aren't the solution. Welcome to the Create What You Crave podcast, a place for creating the self-confidence you need to be your best self as a leader at work and in life. If you want to bring more authenticity, more boldness, more clarity, and more fun to your world, this is the place for you. I'm your host, Barbara Churchill. Here we go. Hey, my friends, it's me, (laughs) your leadership and life coach who drops in weekly to help you create what you crave by adjusting your thinking to ensure you're on the path that will get you there. How are you this week? If you're new here, I'd like to extend a really big fat welcome to you. And I'm so glad you stopped by for a bit. And of course, I am so grateful for all of you loyal listeners. I adore spending time with all of you. Now, today, I got to say, I'm kind of feisty and I'm on a mission. And I got to just say, it's kind of a big deal for me. (laughs) I was talking to a colleague the other day and we got on the topic of women and self care. And she mentioned, what a full week she had, and she was talking about how she overbooked herself again, and you know, yada yada, and I 'm thinking to myself, sis, well that's a whole nother podcast, but you know you got to stop doing that to yourself because it's it's not healthy right, but anyway, so what she did to take care of herself as she says was that she booked a massage as part of her new commitment to self care and she kept talking more and more about this new commitment, and I just marveled at how she was defining self-care. It sounded more like body maintenance to me. I mean, hair and nails and waxing and Botox, uh, you know, that's just, if I'm going to be honest, that's just what the patriarchal society tells us, that, you know, that's the standard of beauty for women, so we have to do all those things. Otherwise, we're not deemed beautiful, right? Well, in France, most women don't shave their legs or armpits, and they are deemed some of the most beautiful women in the world. So really? Anyway, these activities are how we maintain the body that we currently have. I mean, it's like showering, okay? You're not going to tell me that self-care is showering or taking a bath. What? Exercising is not self-care. Meditation is not self-care. Eating healthy food is not self care. These are things we do to ensure we stay healthy physically and mentally. So, what is self care? You might be asking. Well, my definition of self care is it's an internal decision making process that is used through every single big choice that you make in your life. Real self-care is something that you practice when you're deciding who your life partner is going to be or, you know, what kind of career you're going to have, whether or not you want to have children or how you show up in your relationships and your friendships and maybe what relationships are no longer working for you. It's an internal process of making choices that may be uncomfortable, you know, how are you spending your time, and what you give your energy to? If you're going to get honest with yourself, some of this might be uncomfortable. And that is something that is thread throughout your life. It's not just something that you cross off your list for this month. It's you know done it once and it's done. When I work with my clients, one of the first things I notice is that we have to really get a handle on their calendar for numerous reasons, but the first thing that we really do for my corporate clients. Is we schedule time for them to pee. <laughs> yes, you heard that right. And you're like, what is that? What did you just say? You schedule what? Yes, we do because they are booked back to back with meetings and nobody is saying this is ridiculous. You can't be at a meeting from eight to nine, nine to 10, 10 to 11, 11 to 12. What? So nobody thinks that's crazy. Nobody thinks that's nuts. Everybody just books it, but there's no bio break in there. So this is the world we live in. So I tell them, okay, listen, you got to protect five minutes in between meetings. Either you leave one meeting early or you arrive late to the other meeting. But this is what you need to do. This is insane. And they're like, well, what if I don't have to use the restroom? I don't care. You need that break to gather your thoughts from the last meeting and prep your thoughts for the new one. Because oftentimes they're so vastly different. Women's thinking follows a pattern that I've noticed, and I certainly see this in my coaching clients. They get to the point of burning out with all their self imposed pressure and social obligations and external pressure. And then they do a little self care, like they book a massage or maybe even a Reiki session to pull them back from the brink of losing it. And then lather, rinse, repeat the cycle all over again. Now, friends, I'm telling you, I know this pattern all too well because I Did it for years. I bought into all of this BS and I didn't burn out once. I burned out twice because I'm such an overachiever. (laughs) Actually, I just kept buying into it, thinking that I could perfect my way to sanity. That is never going to happen. And this cycle isn't sustainable and it creates all kinds of health issues. I'm telling you, I'm sure that's why I was diagnosed with stage zero breast cancer. Anyway, I have a client who uses running to help her release stress. Now, this sounds very reasonable, right? She's got a ton of life happening right now. I mean, and I want to just remind you that life is 50-50. It's never linear. It's never balanced. You're never going to get some nice and then some, it always feels like, oh, I'm on this great flow. And then, oh, I've got all this crap happening. It's never even. Okay. But if you look at it over time, it's usually 50-50. Anywho, in our sessions, I'm showing her what her mind is doing and how using the tools I'm teaching her on a regular basis will help her get out of this cycle of using running to deal with her stress. Because running doesn't help her change her thought patterns or her circumstances, if that is necessary. What happens if she breaks her leg? What happens if she stumbles and, you know, there goes an elbow? What I mean, What happens if something goes wrong and now she can't go running? She'll have no tools to help her manage her mind and create resilience. And I get that running has benefits it releases hormones and it makes you feel good, but that isn't always available, right? I mean, she can't jump up from a meeting at work and go running when she's stressed out. I mean, so then what, right? All these things massages, facials, exercise. They're all good. I use them too, but using them as the only way to relieve stress doesn't stop the cycle. We have to stop and say, hey, wait, this actually has to be part of how I make proactive decisions about my life. And I'm not just reacting to whatever happens to me. I get to change those thought patterns and behaviors that I have, right? So I'm actually caring for myself internally. I get to make those choices. And some of them are going to be really hard, especially if they involve relationships. That's the power you have. That's what you need to say to yourself. The other thing I've noticed is that women feel guilty about spending money or their time on themselves in this way. It's like they aren't supposed to take time for themselves because that takes away from time they're supposed to be spending with their family. I've heard my clients say this a lot. Well, God, I feel guilty because... That takes time away from the kids. And when they do, they feel like they have to justify it by saying things like, well, you know, I have to put my oxygen mask on first. Like it isn't acceptable for a woman to just want to get a massage because it feels really good. We feel like we have to explain and defend it, right? We don't. You know, if you ask your parents or your partner to watch the kids for an hour or so, you feel like you have to explain why. Instead of just saying, hey, this is something that's important to me, I enjoy it and I'm going to go do it. Every single woman has something in their life that if you take personal action, if you show up in your relationships differently, if you start setting boundaries, if you start treating yourself with compassion, if you understand that you have power and agency, things are going to shift in your life. When I talk about real self care, that's what i mean. Now you might be thinking, all right, barbara? <laughs> then what do i do for self-care? Tell me what to do and i'll just go do it. And that's that all or nothing, check the box thinking. And here's the truth, my friends. I don't know what you should do. I don't know what's right for you. You do. That's why taking time to do the internal growth is crucial to creating the career, the relationships and the life that you crave. What I will offer is a few recommendations on things to practice to help you get to real self-care, okay? Boundaries, oh gosh, and I know right now you're just going, what? I hate boundaries. I hate setting boundaries. I hate conflict. I hate all the things. Setting boundaries sounds scary because most people think of them as negative. And I'm gonna offer you this. Think of it as a pause. When you go to lunch with a friend or a coworker, Turn off your phone and leave it in your purse. That's a boundary that you're setting with yourself, that you're not going to use your phone while at lunch with this person. You're going to be present. Now, notice if your body is triggered by this suggestion. Notice what your brain is telling you. Women think we have to be available 24-7. Well, I'm here to tell you we have a choice. We can turn our phones off for an hour and enjoy time with this person. And then we can turn them back on and listen to any voicemails that we have. Find out what it is, what's going on, and then take time to decide what to do, if anything. Sometimes we don't have to do anything. Next, self-compassion. Oh, My friends, this is what I help my clients with so often. Self-compassion. And this has been a lifelong learning for me as well. When you set boundaries, you're going to feel guilty because you're not used to it. You're not used to prioritizing yourself because you've been socialized to be available to everyone all the time and take care of their needs. So it's natural that you will feel this. But guilt doesn't have to be a bad feeling, and you don't need to berate yourself for feeling it. Just understand that you are a human that is feeling guilty for doing something that you've been trained is selfish. It's not, but that's what you've been told. So of course you'd feel guilty about that. And you can lessen that amount of guilt by shifting your thinking around it. You get to choose to talk to yourself differently. You get to quiet that bully in your brain. And next, I'm going to really encourage you to define your values. And we've talked about values before. But did you know you get to choose what's important to you? You don't have to have the same values as your boss. You don't have to have the same values as your bestie or anyone else for that matter. But most people don't know what their values are because they've never stopped long enough to ask themselves the question, what is important to you? Do you know what is really important to you? Not what you think should be important to you, but what is really important to you? What do you really want? What do you really care about? Most people can't answer those questions easily or quickly, but your values guide your decisions. So they definitely need to be part of that process. And then lastly, I'm going to talk to you about power and I don't mean power over. Okay. You have more power than you think you do and certainly more than you've been told you do. There is so much that we can't control, but one thing we can is our brain and how we think. That is incredibly powerful because it puts you in the driver's seat of your life. And this isn't about controlling others or outcomes. It's about controlling your responses to them in a way that has a high value for you. Finding the right answers for you takes time. There's no five easy ways to whatever in life, right? I mean, if there was, trust me, somebody would have Figured it out. We all would be reading that book and having it, and, and we wouldn't have any issues. <laughs> you have to begin to trust yourself, and you start with the smallest of shifts so you get used to it and are prepared for the bigger life challenges, right? I mean, I have a situation in my own life that is really challenging for me, and I've chosen to handle it with an enormous amount of self-care. I'm not jumping into decisions quickly. I'm taking my time. I'm asking myself key questions and journaling and reading and researching. I'm checking in with my body. And I'm asking for help. I mean, books are great. And I'm a big believer in learning from them. Self-help books. You would have no idea how many of those I have in my world. (laughs) I've dog-eared and highlighted more books than I can count. And I read some daily because they just have so much wisdom in them. You know how you go to certain books again and again? I have definitely have those. But here's the thing. Self-help books are only a tool. They're not the answer. And I think that women in particular get caught in this trap of thinking that they should be able to figure this out on their own. They don't need to ask for help because it makes them look weak or not capable or whatever other nonsense women have been programmed to believe. Self-help doesn't mean you do it alone. It doesn't mean buying a lot of books and not being able to figure out your brain. You need to have a partner and that's why coaching is so crucial to making changes. Asking for help is the ultimate in self-care. I've hired someone to help me and I look at this as a partnership. Two minds looking at the same issue and seeing what's possible. I mean, I'm a human. And sometimes I can't see my patterns or my solutions. You're a human too, my friend. And doing it alone isn't working for you anymore. It's okay to ask for help. It's okay to reach out for support to change your patterns that are no longer serving you. Coaching is the best self-care investment you will ever make because it's completely about becoming the best version of you. And I can't think of anything better to invest in. Can you? You are so worth it. All right. Until next time, remember, my friends, I believe in you. Hey, if you love this episode and want to dive deeper into what's possible for you, I invite you to schedule a call with me where we can discuss what it takes to get out from under the weight of self-doubt and step into the real you unapologetically. It's simple. Just visit barberchurchill.com to book your complimentary call now. Remember, subscribe and review this podcast because I really want to hear from you. I'll see you soon.